everyone. Welcome to the Married to Football podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Campisi. Eric and Dale are back with me. We're going to be talking about Steelers versus Titans. Obviously, we have a lot to discuss, so let's get into it. Welcome to the Married to Football podcast, the super fan take football today. Steelers, weak. They take on the Titans. They're both undefeated. Who do you think will win? The key to the victory is obviously stopping Derrick Henry. Do you think the Steelers D can handle him? Eric, I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, I, I've kind of changed my attitude a little bit about the Steelers. Before, I was saying they were closer to missing the playoffs than to being a Super Bowl team. And uh, now that I got to watch a full game, granted it was against the Browns, uh, I think the Steelers are a bonafide Super Bowl contender, and I think they're going to win this game. I think they're hot. I think they know what they're doing. I think they're relatively healthy. And um, if they could stop Derrick Henry, you know, even half as well as they were able to stop Kareem Hunt. I mean, I know it's a it's a different animal, Derrick Henry, but uh, I, I see them winning this game. I know it's uh, it's a tough opponent, and I know Mike Rabel is a good coach, and he should have his, his shit together and have a good game plan to go up against the Steelers. But uh, the Steelers with uh, – Claypool, where I, I think the Steelers win by a touchdown. All right, Dale, what do you think? Uh, I haven't come as far as Eric has. Um, you know, I think, you know, we, we've said all year to this point that the Steelers haven't played anybody, and um, they still haven't. So, <laughs> the. Ooh, that's I, just harsh. I, well, you know, you got to go, you got to go based on the results. I mean, the Bears and the Browns are as fraudulent uh, of four and two or, or four and one teams as there are um, hey, in football. Five and one. Five and one. Sorry, they're as fraudulent of five and one and four and two as you're ever going to find. That said, I, I mean, I think Tennessee. Tennessee is a different animal. I mean, the Browns had a good running game. The Titans have the running game. The Steelers. Though so far have been able to do all that they've done against teams that weren't able to put up uh, a good enough fight against them, really. Okay. Uh, Derek Derek Henry's the best back in the league right now. I don't think I don't think anyone would really be arguing that much at this point. And the Titans really do everything that Pittsburgh wants to do on the field, but the Titans do it better, at least so far this year. Uh, they're better equipped to do it. Um, it's at Tennessee. Uh, for whatever small amount that makes a difference, but uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's any kind of you know blowout or anything. I agree that it's close, uh, but I think that Tennessee does enough and that Pittsburgh falls just a little short. I don't know. I just think Steelers defense is so much better than Tennessee's. I think they're going to stop him. I think that if anybody can stop him, it's the Steelers defense. And I don't think the the Tennessee Titans defense can handle. The Steelers' offense right now. I mean, you don't know who's getting the ball. Could be Chase Claypool. Could be Juju. Could be James Washington. Could be Deontay Johnson if he's healthy. Could be James Conner. 
I mean, the Steelers are kind of set right now if you think about it. Like, people are still under the radar with them, <clears throat> with their offense. They're like, they don't know who's getting the ball. And I feel like Tennessee won't be able to handle that because their defense is not that good. Not like the Steelers. You have to admit that. Admit that Tennessee's defense does not compare to the Steelers' defense. Uh, uh, no, I, I won't admit that. Why? Because I don't think because we don't know that at this point. I don't think. Oh my gosh! They're I don't know how you guys don't Steelers, know that. They always maintaining that the Steelers have not played anybody noteworthy on offense to really say that their defense uh, is that yeah, good. I have said it. It's also a defense that almost, almost got the, yeah, the Steelers. You know, they they get motivated more so for some games than others. The Steelers were more motivated to play the Browns than they were to play like the So Broncos. you don't think they're going to be motivated this, to play an undefeated this is a team? team? No, I this think is they a will. team that gave up to 16 to the Giants, 21 to Denver, 21 to Houston, 29 to Philadelphia. I'm just saying the possibility is there for points to be scored. Okay. You know, and if if Tennessee is able to get that running game going, Pittsburgh is in trouble. Okay, but what if they can't? Because, well, well if they can't, they can't do anything. Then yeah. Walk to a victory. But I'm more inclined to think that they're going to be able to do it. Okay. I can't wait because for this game. It is, literally, it is literally their entire identity. Okay. Whereas Pittsburgh is relying more on the pass right now because their running game is passable but a little suspect. Moving on. <laughs> All right. On to Tua. Talking about Tua. He is officially starting for Miami. Should they have waited? You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or as Eric calls him, Fitzmagic, is kind of doing well. Do you think this is the right move? Eric, I'll let you go first. Uh, No, it's not the right move. You're a game out of first place in the division, and now you're switching to a rookie quarterback that really played it all at the end of garbage time against the Jets. And now you expect him to go against the Aaron Donald and the, that's who they're playing, right? Aaron yes, Donald. I'm worried yeah. about that for him. I'm worried. Uh, you're talking about a guy whose last significant football, because they didn't have preseason this year. The last time Tua was in a competitive game, he had a near career ending injury. And now he's going to go back out and have Aaron Donald in his face all game. Not to mention that you, you have no idea. You have no idea how he's going to perform in this situation. Whereas Fitzpatrick, you know, like him or not, he's got them to this point, and he he plays, you know, relatively well, all things considered. Uh, I wouldn't have made the move yet. I would have let the season play out a little bit. You know, if you're at the point after maybe twelve games or eleven games where it doesn't well, you're going to make the playoffs because you're you're basically telling your fan base it's more important for us to develop this young quarterback than it is to win or try and make the playoffs. Heck, maybe they don't want to win. Maybe they feel like they're uh, losing a chance to get a, a better draft pick and put some weapons around Tua. Because uh, obviously everybody knows Tua is the future of the, of the franchise. The question is, you know, what are you doing this year? I just feel like at 3-3 three and three and with Fitzpatrick, I mean, he wasn't playing great, but he wasn't playing terribly either. And I don't think anybody was – you can tell by how surprised everyone was at such a, a brash move. Hey, let's bring him in now. I mean, I get the reasons why, but I also – feel like they they could have 
suspend it a little, a little, wait a little longer, or at least wait until Fitzpatrick loses the job. Don't yeah. just be like, hey, hey, uh, hey, Fitz, uh, thanks for everything you've done. Uh, sweet beard, by the way, but uh, we're going to go ahead and let the rookie play now. Because and then what happens? And then if the rookie struggles, can you go back to Fitzpatrick at that point? Yeah, you have to. Like, or, or, but then, but then what's the Fitzpatrick? Be like, well, thanks a lot. I had us at three and three, game out of uh, the division lead, and now we're three and eight. And the whole season's a wash now. Yeah. And now I gotta figure out what, which team I'm gonna play for next year. Yeah, Dale, what do you think about it? Literally nothing about this entire process makes any sense to me whatsoever at any point. You know, if you if you ask me at the beginning of the season who the Dolphins should have started, I know I've you know mentioned it before that I'm not a big fan of Fitzpatrick. Um, I would have I would have put two out there from the beginning. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of if you take a a quarterback that early play them get them out there unless you know you have a sufficient reason and maybe you know you have a patchwork offensive line and you're afraid you're going to get him killed um or the more likely one in this scenario is that he was still hurt they said he wasn't but we we don't we'll never know that for certain most likely but at that point if he doesn't start the season regardless of whether he was uh still recovering or not they started the season with Fitzpatrick and you know, the first two weeks they were owing to, it wasn't going well, but they've won three of their last four and their loss was to the Seahawks, a team that might be the best team in the league and is certainly on the short list. Um, they, you know, that was a one score game that they lost their last two. They won, you know, they won 43 to 17 and 24 to nothing. You're, you're coming off two good performances from Fitzpatrick, albeit not great teams, not great competition. And then you bring Tua in in the last game and he throws two passes. He completes both of them. That's good. But he, he's thrown two passes total and then you name him the starter. Yeah. So what what is the explanation there? I mean, was he literally in the past couple of weeks in practice and just visibly trouncing Fitzpatrick in terms of how good he was? I I just I have a hard time understanding the justification for the way that they've done this and made this decision because you know like you brought up they play the Rams this week and the Rams might be kind of fake you know their wins are mostly coming against that NFC East but if you're gonna make this move doing it last week would have been a better decision I would think you're playing the Jets the worst team in the league. You know, if if you're going to start him, start him in a game like that as opposed to a game against a team like the Rams. And like you said, where he's going to have to go against, you know, an, an NFL MVP level defensive end. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I, th- I think, I mean, he's obviously the future for Miami. And I think that playing him this year is definitely the right move. But the way that they've done it is, extremely confusing and uh, just very baffling. I I don't know what they're doing and what they're thinking. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I was almost thinking they should have waited, like, a few more weeks. Because say, like, Fitzpatrick played, like, the next two weeks. Say they won. You know, maybe they're sitting at the top of the division. I just, I don't know. I'm, like, worried for him. Mm -hmm. Because what if he plays bad? To me, there's two two lines of thinking as to why, as to... The, the what if do they play him or don't play him? And here it is: if you're planning on moving on from Fitzpatrick, no matter what, and you think that 
you have and you but you still also think that you have a chance to win with Tua, then go ahead and do it now and give Tua some time to gather his bearings. Maybe you you know you know, maybe you don't think you really have a chance against the Rams. You know that he's going to struggle. Maybe that's what you want to see. Maybe you want to see how he's going to perform against a team like that because eventually he's going to have to one way or the other. I mean, they can't call him forever. Eventually he's going to have to face some adversity. Oh, yeah. The other thing is, as, as the Dolphins, if you also, if you're not planning on riding out the year with Fitzpatrick and you think he's, you know, that you have two ready to go, then hell, why not see if there's another team out there that like, maybe like the Cowboys or something mm-hmm. that really needs a quarterback and say, all right, all right Fitz, you're going to yep. take a seat and we'll send you somewhere where you're going to get to play. You know, yep. There's there's yep. probably going to be some opportunities for Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's a journeyman. He understands. He's played once for so many different teams. Why not add another one to the list? You know, I'm sure he's ready to go somewhere else now, uh, especially because yep. it sounds like he didn't he didn't really understand why he was getting benched. That, to me, and Dale, correct me if I'm wrong, this sounds more like a front office decision than a coach's decision. I don't think a coach right now would make a quarterback change. I think the front office maybe wants to see what Stewart's got. Maybe they want to sell some tickets in the state of Florida where they can start, you know, filling the stadium a little more. Um, it doesn't, like you said, it's, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. So I just have a hard time believing that uh, Flores would just go ahead and uh, uh, bench his starting quarterback when they're one game out of the division lead. They're ahead of the Patriots right now. Yeah. Especially given the fact that he threw two passes in garbage time against the Jets. True. Like, yeah, it's not like it's not like we have a, about it. Yeah, it's not like we got an example and said, "Whoa, wow, he needs to be starting right now." Um, yeah, it, that certainly could be it because none of it makes sense. And I was going to say before you brought it up too that I thought it might be a long shot, but I agree with you that the trade is a possibility. Maybe they think they can get something for him. Uh, trade deadline day is election day, Tuesday, November third. So the timing would work out. They can. They still have time, but not a lot of time uh, to to ship him out somewhere. So maybe that's what we'll see, and maybe that's maybe like you were saying, the front office dictated this. They said, "Start him now. We're going to sell Fitzpatrick at the highest point. See what we can get." Let's move on to some Aaron Rodgers. It was a bad uh. game. It was a struggle watching it. I was actually like. Oh, man, like, I wanted Aaron Rodgers to win. I didn't want Tom Brady to win. It wasn't even about Green Bay playing the Buccaneers. I just wanted Aaron Rodgers to win. What do you think happened? What was the reason that he played so bad? Was it Tampa Bay's defense? Look, it was Tampa Bay's defense coupled with the fact that Rodgers doesn't have a slew of weapons to throw to. But Tampa Bay has a pretty formidable defense now. Remember, Dominican Sue now is in the, the front of that Tampa Bay line. Uh, JPP, a, too. Yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul, who is, uh, you know, he's he's still producing, not not what he used to, but he still is, is uh, getting after the quarterback. Tampa Bay has a very solid defense. I think that's one of the reasons why a quarterback like Tom Brady decided to go there. I mean, a lot, a lot of players decided to go there because of Tom Brady, but you know, they, they have a formidable D that you really can't sleep on. And I, you know, I believe somebody on this podcast predicted that Tampa Bay would win that game. Um, I and, know uh, you that's did. That somebody was me. I know. And 
Yeah, I I uh, I wasn't I wasn't surprised that Tampa Bay won, but I was surprised that uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't make it more of a game. He didn't look. You know, good. I, I still think he's one of the best. I still think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he just they just had his number and he got frustrated and he looked frustrated. He looked places. mad. Yeah. Like if you watch the game, he looked really really frustrated and angry. Rodgers, he. He's competitive and he is emotional, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really get shit about it. Like, you know, people want to call out Odell Beckham when he gets frustrated and he gets emotional. They want to make it a big deal. But when someone like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers does the same exact thing, you know, nobody says anything. That's true. They, they give him a free pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Like, oh, well, he's, he, you know, to, to be fair on that note, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have won at least one Super Bowl. So, comparing that to Odell, they 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 should get a little bit more leeway, but they get a ton more leeway. Um, it, it, it's it's unfair to give OBJ as much grief as he gets when they rarely give much of any to to Brady and Rogers. But um, I you were you were talking about it. Um, when you were making your case, and um, I, I went and I looked it up, Tampa Bay is the number one ranked defense in total yards against per game, number one in rushing yards against, and number six in passing yards. Now, it's still early in the season and everything, but I think that that pretty much says what you were saying right there is that defense, they're not slouches. They're pretty good on on uh, both uh, both passing and rushing. And so that's enough to give the Packers at least a problem. You correctly pointed out that they don't have a ton of uh, uh, weapons around him, which has basically been the bane of Aaron Rodgers' existence in Green Bay. Um, and and kind of to go back again to something that you said earlier, um, and I don't, you didn't have a term for it, but I likened it to that strategic forfeit. They were up ten to nothing in the in the in the first half, and then by the time the second quarter was over, it was a twenty-eight to ten deficit. I don't think they they put in a hundred percent effort to turn that game around in the second half. They once they were down twenty eight to ten, I don't really think they 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 wanted to put forth the effort to try and win that game. They just kind of wrote it off and said, "Let's finish out this game, move on to next week." Um, now, to that that's probably the more official answer. The more fun answer is that Aaron Rodgers was pissed off and sulking because when they were on a bye. The NFL rules because of COVID meant that he wasn't allowed to leave Green Bay. And now after their bye is over and going into buys last week, the NFL changed the rule and he was super pissed off about that. Ooh. So I'm going to say that he was moody and angry because those are two things that Aaron Rodgers has a history of being and that it affected him to the point where he had a bad game. But as Eric said, he is still one of the very best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. No question. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And check us out at MTFB Podcast on Twitter. Enjoy your night, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.